I have a confession to make. I had the idea to write a book for years before I finally put pen to paper and published the book. So the big question is this, how do people like me who battle doubt and insecurity push past their fears and publish a book? Well, that is the question, and this podcast is going to give you the answers. So join me as I bring you behind-the-scenes interviews and insights so that you can move forward and publish your book with boldness and courage. My name is Coach Tam, and this is Publishing Secrets. This episode of Publishing Secrets is sponsored by the Connect and Convert Content Club for Christian Authors. You know what? I get it. You just want to glorify God, write, connect with your readers, and earn a comfortable living. You don't want to be stuck in this never-ending cycle of planning, researching, and creating content. You know that you need to build an author platform. You've heard that again and again, but the question is how? With everything that I have on my plate, How do I do this in a way that really connects with my audience? Well, here's the good news. The Connect and Convert Content Club was created with you in mind. It's going to relieve the stress, save you time, and help you build a brand and a following quickly. So join us in the Connect and Convert Content Club. You'll find the link in the show notes to learn more, and you'll never have to worry about what to post again. More now than ever, It's time to take a deeper dive in God, stand strong in truth, and spread the good news all over the world. Amen. I couldn't agree more with this statement, but I can't take credit. (laughs) I can't take credit because these are the words of my guest this week on Publishing Secrets, Courtney Richard. I'm so excited to share Courtney with you, and I'm honored to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with her because she is a powerhouse. She's a blogger, author, speaker, and mentor. And we share a love for both God and marketing. So in this episode, you are going to learn so much. She literally mentors us from beginning to end. She shows us how to use her 52-week devotional to spend quality time with God, even in the midst of our hectic schedules, She shows us how to get the word out through blogs and social media. There are so many powerful nuggets in this week's episode that it's truly going to blow you away. So go ahead, pull up a chair, get in a quiet space where you can really take this in because your virtual mentor is here and she's going to pour into you with everything that she has. I want you to enjoy this session and get inspired inspired to continue the race that you have started. You've come too far to stop now. Now, Courtney is one of the busiest women I know. And if she can make the time to write and get her message out, I know that she can inspire you to do the same. Enjoy. Courtney, welcome to Publishing Secrets. Really have been looking forward to having this conversation with you. Your resume is impressive. And just your heart for women is something that I admire. So thank you for making time to be here. Out of everything that's going on, we appreciate you stopping by Publishing Secrets to be with us today. Absolutely. I'm so grateful to be here. So thank you so, so much, Tam. 
Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about you. You are a woman that wears many hats, which I think many people in our audience can really identify with, yet you're extremely passionate about women keeping God first in the midst of it all. So just to give this context as we go through the interview, talk to us about a day in the life for Courtney. What does that look like for you? Just to give us a sense. Uh, My life is on wheels, is what I like to say. It is very, uh, I'm rolling right now. Very, very busy. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of events. I'm doing a lot of virtual events right now because of COVID. But I do have some live events that are coming up, doing a lot of podcast interviews. I'm working on a new book. There's just so much going on. I also do blog cover stories. I have another one coming up super soon. And of course, I write a blog all the time. So writing, speaking, being a mom, a wife, I'm in ministry. I'm a ministry leader in so many different areas. I lead Sunday school. I lead worship at church and marriage ministry. So, And I'm also a licensed minister. So wherever I can serve, I am here. I just lay my life down to help. Amen. Amen. And that's why your book is so important, because I think your life being the way it is, you understand that women are juggling so many different things. And as much as they want to make you know, their relationship with God a priority, they're also looking at all these other things that they feel that they have to do. So talk to us a little about your devotional and how it's designed to help that woman that may even feel like she doesn't have time to spend time mm. with God. Mm. You know, that's exactly why I wrote the book, because it was one of those things where I'm like, we are so busy. Like, I feel like this is the busiest generation this world has ever seen. Like, everybody is rolling, just about, just about everybody. And so I was just praying. I said, Lord, we need something that's going to keep us grounded in you in the midst of all of the things that we're doing as women. And so I wrote this devotional. It's a 52-week devotional. And There's actually an extra week, a a 53rd week in there, but I wanted women to be able to take the time to just have a good solid nugget in the week, one day, just one day. It's just four weeks, one day that you can take out of that and just grow in the word and go deeper in him. And there's scripture, it's grounded in and rooted in scripture. There's also a place in there where they can actually do study guide questions, whether it's with a group, you can even do a small group if you want to via Zoom or in person, but you can also most importantly, just get into it yourself. So there's personal reflection questions. So it's really short. And there's also a journaling section as well. So I just didn't want them to have any excuse not to get into the word of God, including myself. So you're thinking about you, even your busy lifestyle and how you can make something that would work for a person like you. So I think that's a huge nugget for our audience, right? Is you may have the answers for someone who is like you. So really think about your audience and what they really need. So that's helpful. Now, I did notice, as you have just shared with us, that even though it was designed to be something that a woman could do in a short period of time, you were still intentional to include reflection questions and not just one, because sometimes I see, you know, one or two, but you're like, no, no, sis, you need to sit down. Yes, that's right. (laughs) You're going to get this nugget, but you're also going to get, you know, three or four questions to really reflect on. So talk to us about why it's equally important that you're getting the word of God, but you're also taking time to reflect and understand what it means specifically for you. It's very important because it settles you. 
once you have these four questions to sit down and really think about the passage that you just read, you know, we talk about meditation all the time, meditating on the word of God, meditating on what you were, just kind of have a, a Selah moment and to pause and consider as Psalm teaches us. And so when we're sitting with Jesus, we're sitting him and allowing him to teach us, but we have to be still. We have to stop. We have to pause. And those four questions are definitely going to cause you to pause and consider. <laughs> so you're going to help us with that. We're going to make sure that we make the time. But once a week for 53 weeks, ladies, I think we can handle it with God's help. Yes. So you are a woman that desires to pour into the lives of other women. And it's my understanding that you've been writing since you were a child. Yes. But professionally, blogging was kind of the thing that opened doors for you. So talk to us about your blog and how it helped to lead to other opportunities. Yes, absolutely. So I've been writing my blog since 2011. So it's been 10 years. This would be 10 years that I've been writing my blog. But at first, let me tell you, I had no clue what a blog was. My husband was the one that told me, babe, you should write a blog. And I didn't know anything about it. I was like, well, what is that? I don't even know what that is. But I knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to reach more women beyond my friends and family and my church members, right? The church members at our church. And so I said, Lord, I want to reach the masses. I want to reach more people. And my background is PR and marketing. So of course, I wanted to go far and wide and do anything I could to get it out there. And so I started researching blogs. And then I watched a movie on it because I, I just needed to go a little bit deeper. And somebody told me about Julie and Julia which is a film about a food blogger, even though I'm not a food blogger, but I needed to understand the concept. So I tell people, hey, watch a movie because sometimes God will give you insight just by you watching a film. You know, there are a lot of writer movies out there. And so I did that and I said, oh, oh okay, that's how you blog. And from there, I started writing. But I wanted to write in a way that was going to help women in their everyday lives to grow in different circumstances and situations, real life topics, but also to encourage them and to equip them. And so from there, the blog just took off. And from there, speaking engagements. My first speaking engagement actually came from a blog post. Women's Conference came from a blog post. She reached out to me and said, I want to know if you can speak on this particular topic from your blog. If I don't even know if you do speaking engagement. I'm like, absolutely. This was an answer to my prayer. And so from there, that was the beginning of my speaking career. Wow. So Publishing Secret Family, I hope you heard Courtney say that, that yes, blogging can lead to opportunities, but you definitely heard the consistency. So 10 years of focusing mm -hmm. on this, even as other doors have opened, you have remained consistent with blogging because you recognize how powerful it can be. I have a feeling though, Courtney, that you're not just, you know, whipping something together and putting it out there. So Help us understand from your perspective, because you recognize the power of it. How mm -hmm. do you approach blogging? What is your process? Well, my process is first, I had to train my audience. I always tell women to train your audience. And what I mean by that is don't just put it out there and say, oh, poof, there it is. Here comes the blog. I trained my audience 7.30, Monday mornings. This is when the blog is going to come out. So they knew they were going to get it in their inbox or it was going to hit social media at 7.30 on Monday morning. And let me tell you something. If it wasn't out, they were emailing me and saying, okay, where is the blog? This is my Monday morning dose, yeah. right? Like, don't play with my Monday morning dose. This is, <laughs> they need it. This, they, <laughs> this is my devotional time with the Lord because it's filled with scripture as well, but it's practical help. 
and it is very relatable. And so they look forward to it. So I always tell them to train your audience to know when it's going to come out. And guess what? I'm telling you, that is how you are going to grow. So no, I don't just throw it out there and just be like, oh, you know, no, I'm very, very intentional. And I took it another step up by doing blog cover stories because blogging, let me tell you, blogging isn't going anywhere. We are actually the new media. You know what they tell you? They tell... I'm telling you, when there are stories out there, say, get with the bloggers, get with the bloggers. Why? Because Mm -hmm. bloggers have an audience. We have an audience of thousands. And so they're like, get the bloggers. (laughs) That's how you're going to get your story out there. That's powerful. Wow. So your blog can be the gateway for many opportunities if you are intentional, if you train your audience So I think, Courtney, you know, your background in PR and marketing, no doubt helped you with establishing the audience for your blog, as well as being able to approach your book. Now, when we were talking earlier, you were sharing with me that you were under a really tight deadline to get this book done. Mm -hmm. So let's bring the audience up to speed Set the scene for us when you were thinking about putting out this devotional, the timing of it and all the things that you were juggling. Mm -hmm. Well, like you said, it was very tight. I only had about three months to get this book out. And I was talking to the Lord. I was like, I really, really want to do this. And I thought I could. I had all these other engagements around it. And I was like, I don't think it's going to happen. I told my husband, I was sitting on the sofa one day in the living room. And I said, you know what? I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think I can do this. And the Lord quickened me. and was like, nope, you can do it. And my husband was like, you can do it. So I felt like that was an echo from the Lord. And I said, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I did. But let me tell you, there was a lot going on in the background. And what I mean by that is, I'm hustling to get this out. So I'm not only rushing to meet this deadline to get it out because it was self-published. I want to say that you can rush and get this out for self-published. It takes a little bit longer when you traditionally publish. But in the background, I was editing. I had an editor working on it, proofreading. We were going through everything, put on a pot of coffee and we're just reading and proofreading and making sure everything is good. And there's no errors that's being formatted. I mean, all of the things, the book cover, the back cover, the photo shoot, all the different things that are happening so we can get this book. And there's marketing happening. Because this book has got to get out and we only have three months to promote it. And so guess what? We got to do this and we got to do it fast. And so I was on God's deadline because he said, you need to do this. And so I did it. Amen. The book came out. It released. Hallelujah. Got reviews and everything. So. (laughs) Wow. So I know that our listening audience is thinking, okay, three months to get it finished and out. And then on top of that, you're doing marketing, you're doing photo shoots. So first of all, let's talk about that balance because many Mm -hmm. times people focus 100% on writing and then switch to marketing or they're 100% on marketing, then they switch Mm -hmm. to writing. What I'm hearing from you, and I agree 100%, is that when you're really thinking about maximizing the impact, you have to think about the whole picture. Talk to us a little bit. This is your lane. This is your field. Why Mm -hmm. is it important that we not leave the marketing and PR piece off to the side. You can't leave it out because if you don't put it out there, no one will know. No one will know about it. You have to let people know. When we look into promotion, I hear a lot about self-promotion. No, we shouldn't be doing self-promotion. But if you have a product or a service, you need to let people know about it. So if you have a book, you need to let people know about it. If you have a service you're offering, you need to let people know about it. How are you going to make a sale 
if nobody knows. If you look at all the commercials, there's advertising. That new burger at Burger King, let me tell you <laughs> something. You probably were not going to know about that unless you pulled up. And most likely, right, we're not just going to always pull up in Burger King. But hey, if you're sitting down watching a basketball game or a football game and it comes up and it looks juicy and good, you're yeah. like, mm, you know what? Burger <laughs> King is right around the corner or just a few blocks away. I'm right. going to go get that burger. That's so right. we have to put it out there. Do not be afraid of marketing. You have to let people know because with marketing comes the sale. Well, this is going to be an interesting conversation because, you know, as I do these podcast interviews and also work with authors and aspiring authors, this subject of self-promotion that you've just mentioned mm-hmm. comes up so often. Yeah. There seems to be a belief that if I promote my book, I am promoting self and that is out of alignment with what we should be doing as believers. Help our audience. How do we reconcile that? Because you're right. Mm-hmm. If we don't talk about it, no one will know about it. But there's right. there's sometimes something in us that tells us that spreading the message is drawing too much attention to ourselves. How do we balance that from your perspective? I want to tell you something. I'm going I'm to give a biblical perspective. When we look at the Bible, God was the one that made Abraham famous. He made people's names known. We know Joyce mm-hmm. Meyer. We know Priscilla Shire. We know some of these people. Why? Because God has made their names known to us. So don't be afraid of being known to people because it's not so much as about you. It's about the message. You are the messenger. You're the vessel that God is going to use. And sometimes guess what? He is going to make you famous. He's going to make you known to people so they can what go out there and grab that book off the shelf. They can go ahead and connect with you and get that service. So just trust in the fact that no, it's not about, you know, you're putting yourself out there and promoting yourself, but guess what? Out of sight, out of mind, if they don't see you, if they don't, you know, if you're not getting out there and putting it out in front where people can get to it, then how are they going to know? And guess what? We're praying, right? We're praying for the Lord to open up these doors and these opportunities for us to be able to do all these things. And so we can't be afraid of getting out there, stepping out and putting this stuff out there so that people can grab it. So that's what I say to it. There's a biblical perspective to this. Mm, That's powerful. That's powerful. Now I was doing another podcast interview today. Uh, Josh will be on the show. And he was talking about how Jesus teaches us lessons in terms of how to be a great leader. I believe that Jesus is also the greatest marketer of all time because still thousands of years later, (laughs) his name is famous. We are following him with no, no, nothing like other than, you know, what we know in our heart, there's no proof. And so it's also, I believe an opportunity for us to expand our view Mm -hmm. of who Jesus is and what he can empower us to do. Sometimes we put, you know, our relationship with God into this box. And so there's a spiritual side of us that he's able to help with. But then all of this business stuff, this marketing stuff, my stuff with my writing, it's over here and it's separate Mm -hmm. and it's compartmentalized. But God wants to be a part of everything that we're doing and everything that we're doing, even marketing and PR that's right. Honor God. <laughs> That's right. In the Bible, they had jobs. They had to work right for a living. And so when we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, that was a great example of a studious woman. And some people either love or hate that woman. And the reason why it was an example for us. Hey, if God put in the Bible, I say, listen, if God put in the Bible, it was an inspired word for us. So we need to receive that word because what King Lemuel, what his mother was doing, actually, if you really look at it in context, she was trying to show her son what type of wife and mother that he needed to have. And it was this Proverbs 31 woman. And she was very industrious. 
she worked, she, you know, made these sashes and all this stuff, you know, she got up early and she went to bed late and did all these things. And she went into the marketplace and sold those items. And so we have to go, I always say, go back to the word of God, because when you go back to the word and you read it in its context, you will see that guess what? We can have businesses, we can have ministries, you know, and even when we teach, when we speak and do things like that, what does it say? Pay those who teach you. So we can rest, we can rest, we can rest in the word. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. That last piece I think is really important for our audience too, is I have these conversations, you know, when it gets to sales, Mm -hmm. um, I've even heard, so I'd love to get your perspective on this. Well, it's not about money. And, and I agree, we're not necessarily doing all of this for money. At the same right. time, I believe that when someone makes a sale or they pay for something, they're communicating that they believe it's valuable. And that is a good thing. We do want people to see the message or the products or services that we're putting out there as valuable, but there's nothing wrong with an exchange, right? Nothing. If you're getting something of value, it makes sense for you to give something of value. But there's a lot of, in many instances, there's a lot of guilt, is how I would describe it, around charging money or asking for money for books or for other services. As a minister of the gospel and a businesswoman, help our audience to reconcile that. How do we sell with a good conscience? It costs money for you to run your business and it costs money for you to run your ministry. It really does. I'm running a ministry and I'm running a business. Actually, my business supports my ministry because when I book people to speak, I'm actually paying for those speakers through my business. So those are things so you can enter, you know, use it interchangeably. And so you have to make money to pay people like to hire a VA that's going to cost to buy all the programs, to pay for MailChimp or ConvertKit to run your ministry and your mailing list, that's going to cost money, you know, for you to travel. If they're not paying for your speaking engagement, you're going to have to pay for that flight, you know, and your food. So those are different things. So you have to understand there's a lot of expenses. I'm talking a lot of expenses when you are running your ministry. So to put that blog out there, once you go past a certain number, it costs. It costs money to run that website, to host that website. And so you have to, that's why there's courses, there's mentorship programs, there's coaching. Women who work from home, let me tell you something, ladies, it's our time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is our time. So put a service out there. How can you help? How can you serve and be able to make money from it so that you can do more in your ministry? That's how I look at it. It's Mm -hmm. totally okay. Amen. So let's talk about it. So we've talked a little bit about the fact that you are in ministry and run a business. Talk to us about Inside Out. What is the mission that you are on with your company? Yes. So the ministry, the ministry side, I'll talk about both of them. So the ministry side is Inside Out with Courtney, which is my blog side and my ministry side. So with all the speaking and everything like that, but my business actually handles this. Like my agency handles all the business side of things. So if people can wrap their heads around that, but I also, with my agency, I do PR marketing and mentorship. So I help Christian women to be able to run their ministry, their brand or their business. So if they want to do logos or if they want to launch their business or their ministry, all the behind the scenes, you know, entities, stuff, all those things. But also if you want a blog, if you want a website, you know, if you want to run your own webinar, your training, your course, you want to know how to do all those things. I train, but I also have services where I actually do all those things as well. And I outsource as well. So, but it's a full-fledged agency. 
I love that. And the agency actually manages the components for your ministry. Yes. That's really smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we have to have, I want to talk about this just a little bit. We've got to develop those business fundamentals too, even though we are on a mission to spread a God honoring message. Yeah we do still have to make sure that we're grounded in good business principles Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. Would you agree? Absolutely. 100%. We have to be good stewards over what we own. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the good ways that you have been a good steward over your, all of the many talents that you have is being able to move into other areas. So you are a contributing writer also for, I believe, I know that there are people listening right now. They're like, oh, I want to be a contributing writer for something. Mm -hmm. Uh, How does those type of opportunities present themselves? What would a person need to do if that's something that they have as a goal? There's so many different things that you can do. One is, first of all, I'm always going to say start with prayer and pray and ask God for open doors and pray for favor because nothing can touch favor. Nothing can touch the favor of God with him and with man. And so that would be the first thing that I would say. And then the next thing I would say is to reach out, to pitch, to ask. All they can do is say no, (laughs) just ask. And that's what I did to get, I believe I actually reached out. I saw that there was an email address that I could reach out to. And so I talked to the person who handles the, you know, if you're going to become a contributed writer and they said, yes. And I've been writing for them probably for about six years now. And I absolutely love it. I love it. It actually helps to reach thousands and thousands of women all across the globe. They are the number one blogging platform. Wow. Mm -hmm. So you said pitch. So just in case someone in our audience is like, what exactly does it mean to pitch? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? (laughs) So to pitch means that you are basically representing yourself. And like I say, I do PR. So I know all about that. So the way to pitch these days, before you had to have a press release and you can still have a press release, but nowadays... With social media, you can go past that with a lot of things, and you can actually reach out via inbox. Now, some of them are saying, you know what, just submit on the website, and that's okay. Follow the guidelines. But sometimes if you are beginning to establish a relationship online through Instagram or through Facebook, you can inbox. I get a lot of speaking engagements by inbox, a lot of podcast interviews by inbox. But I will tell you, And even by me pitching, by me putting it out there, all I do is I reach out to the founder, I reach out to the coordinator or, you know, the owner of that company or ministry or that podcast. And I just ask, like I said, all you have to do is ask. And you also want to let them know about your experience and you lead them to a website so that they can go and see the things that you've been doing so they can hear a podcast or if you want to speak, they can see some of your speaking. If you're a writer, they can see some of your writing. So you definitely want to make sure that you're really good and your stuff is clean and it's good. Okay. Mm. It's clean and it's good. So present yourself out there. Well, that's really important because I think that sometimes in our desire to reach or to realize the vision that we see, we may get you know, a little hasty in our pursuit. And what I'm hearing from you that I want to make sure that our audience really grasps is there's an order to things. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So before we get to the point of pitching, we want to make sure that we have kind of built up our portfolio so that when we reach out, that people are able to see that Mm -hmm. we are talented, not just hear Exactly. (laughs) That we are talented, right? So they should be able to see something on our website, on our blog. And you also mentioned social media, which Mm -hmm. 
I believe is huge these days. And you talked about how so many opportunities open up for you through social media. So as a PR and marketing person, talk to us about the importance of managing your social media platform. I love it. I'm glad we're having this conversation. (laughs) I love social media. I love Facebook and I love Instagram. And the thing about it is, is that you have to be visible. That's how, honestly, like I said, favor with God and man and pitching. Mm -hmm. But the other part is being visible. You have to be out there. When people are seeing you on this and that and that, it's intriguing. It's like, wait a minute, who is she? Let me, Mm -hmm. I need to get in touch with her or let me go on her website and let me see what she's doing. And so sometimes people, they don't know anything about you until they start seeing you everywhere, all over the place. And so I tell people, be visible online, show up. That's not about self-promotion. It's just, hello, I have a blog post. I have an event. What I tell people is this, how are you going to know about the event? Unless I put it out there. How are you going to know about the topic that I'm talking about? Unless I put it out there. How are you going to know where I'm going to be? I may be in your city unless I put it out there. So on social media, is out there. So be visible, show up and keep showing up. And before you know it, you're going to start getting some messages via inbox mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and email. So half of this is showing up and being consistent, right? Yes. Um, you've also talked about the spiritual piece of it, making sure you're praying and asking God to lead and guide you and to give you favor, but that does not replace our obligation to do the other pieces, right? And so that's important. It's a partnership with God in order to bring these two things together. I, I like to say God and marketing can work together. <laughs> we 100, 100. We co-labor. I like to say we co-labor together. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we work together. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I agree 100%. Wow. There's been so many nuggets in this interview. I want to make sure that our listening audience is able to get connected with you to learn more about this amazing devotional that allows us to spend time with God, but also balance all the other things that are on our plate. And then your ministry and business, where can the audience go to keep up with what's going on in your world? Absolutely. Thank you so much. If they go to CourtneyRichard.com, I'll spell it for them. It's C-O-U-R-T-N-A-Y-E, spelled a little different, and Richard, like Richard. So C-O-U-R-T-N-A-Y-E, Richard. Dot com. And I'm also on Instagram as Inside Out with Courtney, but you can pull up my name and I am on Facebook. You can pull it up by my name, Courtney Richard. It's a public profile. And uh, I also have a Facebook page, which is Inside Out with Courtney. Awesome. Awesome. So many great things that you're doing. There's so many things that we share in terms of passion and helping women to move forward and get their message out there. So listening audience, please go ahead and check Courtney out. Make sure that you check out the book, learn about the services that her agency offers and get plugged in. She's got a wealth of experience. She's been doing this for a long time. And there's so many things, even just following her, I'm sure on social media will give you some tips and some insights about how to grow your platform and your business. Before you go, Courtney, I wonder if you can just share a piece of advice and it's however God leads you. There are women listening to us right now that are struggling with this concept of putting themselves out there. And we've talked about that quite a bit here. And I want you to envision that there's a woman that's heard what we've said. They hear, you know, yes, I need to put myself out there. I need to be visible. I need to let people know. But maybe they're battling a little bit of fear or insecurity about taking that step. 
Mm-hmm. As a minister and a, and a business leader, what number one piece of advice would you give to that woman that's dealing with that struggle mm-hmm. right now? I would tell her to rectify that through the word of God, to actually research scriptures on overcoming the fear, fear of failure, fear of just stepping out of the boat, fear of what other people are going to think about you. All of that, you have to conquer the fear. And the way to do that is through spending some dedicated time in the word of God on that particular topic. So if that is a battle for you, then definitely dive into the scriptures and talk to God about it. Be very honest with him. He is the best life coach you will ever have. Be honest with him. And guess what? Before you know it, you'll be stepping out of the boat and headed right towards Jesus. And he's going to what? Hold your hand and he's going to walk you through every single step. So just step out of the boat. Trust him and rely on his word. Amen. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode of Publishing Secrets, where our mission is to inspire you to write, publish, and profit in a way that honors God. If this episode has been a blessing to you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, then rate and review. And if you want support in your journey, whether you are a current author or an aspiring author, then join us on Facebook in the Christian Authors Network. Wherever you are in your journey, we have the best next step for you. So join us there and get the support that you need to make the impact that you have been called to make. Until next time, God bless.